Comic Con, we are going to be in the Women in the Geek Industry panel, and Taffeta yeah. is one of the lovely ladies that will be on the panel with us. Woo! I know, I'm excited. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited to be coming like, from Texas to Denver to do a, a Women in Geek Industry panel. That's it's flattering. It's great. I just I can't wait for like the explosion of nerdosity that's going to come from that panel. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Absolutely. Nerdosity. Nerdosity. I'm I'm trademarking that. That's my. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna write that down right now. <laughs> so we were we were perusing your website, obviously learning about you, and we have learned that you you do everything. All of the things. All, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really ambitious, but I'm also a slacker, yes. <laughs> so, it, so I guess, I mean, we want to kind of start with, like, what do you do? <laughs> and you're probably the best one to answer that now. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like I've been trying to figure this out for, like, the past, like, five, six years as to what to actually, like, you know, like, say. And, and I guess, like, for a, a lack of a better explanation, I'm, like, a, a amateur professional fangirl, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't you know, be that when uh, I grow up. <laughs> so do I. I'm still working on it. But, uh, you know, uh, I started on this blog, you know, a long time ago called Curves and Comics. And um, from there, like, I would just write, like, you know, little nerdy, nerdy you know, musings and random stuff that uh, I think I think my first one was the uh, Green Lantern movie. Boy, was I wrong about that post. So much praise I gave John uh, Jeff Johns. I was reading that, and I was like, man, I was an idiot. But I was doing, you know, stuff like that. And then a, a group from New York uh, did a podcast and asked me to be a part of that. Well, first it was an interview, and then they were like, please stay. So I did that, and then I started writing for uh, Ain't It Cool News, uh, Boomstick Comics, and God Hates Geeks, and, you know, all these other websites. And then uh, I was this pinup model person in Dallas when that, that scene started getting really big. I had a lot of friends who were really good photographers and needed somebody, so I did a little bit of that. Right. And then, I've seen those. Those are amazing, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And it was, it was fun, and it was great, but uh, at the time, there wasn't what you would call, like, the uh, I guess the cosplay photos, and especially in Texas, I don't know about anywhere else, but in Texas in 2010, there wasn't any girls that really did a lot of cosplay modeling, and I wanted to, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a, you know, reference model, so I was like, I have all these costumes, <laughs> you know, who needs a, a model type thing, and so that's kind of where I went with that, and then the cosplay thing here just kind of took off and boomed, and it was, you know, kind of everywhere, and uh, then... Uh, I was asked to be like I've always been kind of like I guess let me say the 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 girl Friday to like all these guy podcasts and stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and eventually I was just like well there's like not another like a, a YouTube channel or a web channel where it's like all girls just sitting around and talking mm -hmm. uh, you know so after being a girl Friday for another podcast they were like hey do you want your own show before they could finish I was like yes <laughs> yes nice. I do uh, so I was given the opportunity to do that, and I'm really thankful for it. Uh, you know, we parted ways, as you do when you're growing and you're trying to figure out what you want to do. Uh, and so now I just kind of freelance, do reviews for people. Uh, I help. Uh, I run social media for a couple of uh, gaming stores. And uh, on my downtime, I wrap myself up and play burrito in a blanket. <laughs> okay, good. So our description was accurate. She does all yeah. of the things. <laughs> Everything. So her job is all of the things. <laughs> it's yeah, it's everywhere. That's pretty cool though. I mean, it's nice to be able to just do 
I, I don't know, all of it. I mean, just all do of it. what you Cosplay, want. Cosplay, podcast, yeah, exactly. Literally anything you want. That is so, <laughs> I am so envious right now of you. Like, yeah, like, I'll just write a blog today, and maybe tomorrow I'll be on a podcast, and then tomorrow I think I'm going to do some cosplay, and that's just how I feel, and it just sounds so cool, and I'm so jealous. Like, I, I manage a product. That's what I do. Like, that's so boring. I write requirements, and sometimes I get to code, and that's kind of it. <laughs> well, that sounds fun, too. You know, like, I had this, you know, I did a lot of call center jobs, like, all my life, and, like, right now, like, I struggle, like, every week to make, you know, my bills paid, but I just really, I can't go back behind that desk anymore. Exactly. Like, I did, I, I did the cubicle four wall things for, you know, almost... I started before I graduated high school. My mom was a manager at a place, and it was supposed to be like a summer job, and I was really good at it, and they kept throwing more money at me. And this was back when I was like, you know, uh, 17, 18, and gas was like 99 cents a gallon. So I was like, ooh, I got $20. That means I can get some food, a movie, and a full tank of gas. So it was very alluring to just, you know, work my way up. And next thing I knew, you know, I'd been working in that industry for so long, and um I moved from Dallas to the suburbs, and then from moving there to here, it was more of a, oh, crap, it's taken me three hours to get to my job, and mm-hmm. uh, and it was at a point to where I was in a management position, which paid really well, but it was so stressful. It was highly stressful. I was in meetings five hours a day, and, you know, I reported to, like, Juicy Couture and, you know, Kate Spade and Oshkosh Bagosh. Some of these were my clients, and it was it, it was a lot, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. eventually I was just like, I'm... I'm going to try to do this, you know, on my own. And it's, it's very tough because I'm, I'm poor a lot of the times, but at the end of the week, I'm happy. Right. Right. There's, there's there's that balance right there. I may be eating like a lot of eggs and ramen noodles and stuff, but (laughs) I still do even on my salary. (laughs) Good. I love ramen noodles. It's, it's so simple and cheap and it's good. So no, it, I totally it has- get it. Like self-employment is, is hard. It's really hard. Yeah. But it man, is. when you're doing something you love, it is so worth it. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I'm in my, I'll be 35 in like, you know, in August and I don't feel it, you know, and I don't ever get approached as such. And I nice. see my friends who are, you know, my age and they have four kids and they have white hair and I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I got time for that. There's nothing wrong with that. Everyone can have kids and, you know, have a family and do all that. But I just see the difference between the stress Mm -hmm. and, you know, being on one path and, you know, maintaining less stress. You (laughs) definitely look like you have I'm all about the less stress. I agree. Less stress, better. (laughs) The the difference between Kiri and I, less stress. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, uh, what do you love most about what you do? Um, I like actually being able to just like read all the things. Uh, one of the, uh, perks that's, that I have, thankfully, and it, it, all the it, that's it, it helps calling me. calling podcast all of the things with Tess yeah. and Darling. <laughs> that, that totally works. Uh, but being able to, uh, I mean, I like meeting the people, but getting an opportunity to get, uh, you know, preview PDFs and review PDFs of books that are coming out or comics that are coming out and uh, being able to read that before a lot of people. And then for some reason, people want my opinion on it. I'm like, well, here it is. And so I, I, I like being able to have access to some of these things beforehand and just read them and then, you know, discuss them. I, I like talking to people about it. That's really the, the main allure for all this, because, again, it doesn't feel like work when all I'm doing is just talking with a bunch of people who share my interests. And so that's that's probably the, the best thing about it. Nice. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm kind of jealous now. I want to read. 
things. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a I'm such a comic book, I guess noob. Like I know nothing. Oh, about me comic. too. Me too. I had a couple. Uh, Batman, a few um, really like low budget Ninja Turtle ones when I was a kid, but that was that was mostly it. And then I kept I collected a few Psylocke ones from the X Men series because I love her so much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's weird because like it, it's something you want to get started in, but weirdly it's like if you're not already in comic books, like I have nowhere, no idea like where to start. Mm-hmm. Like where do you start? Like where where is the beginning of anything? Like I go in and there's so many series and so many spinoffs and so many like reboots that I'm like I don't know where to begin. Right. So since uh, you yeah. you have a like comic for dummies, like how do you <laughs> how do you start reading? Well, you know, for for me, like, I started off reading, like, Veronica and Betty and Archie comics when I was little. That oh, was, yeah. like, my, my weekly treat. Like, I went to a, a private school because I got kicked out of public school, believe it or not. And uh, <laughs> I, so I went to this uh, school, and it was, like, if I was good every week at the Friday, they'd pick me up, and I could go to 7-Eleven, and I'd get this little, you know, Archie Digest, and I, you know, would read yes. that. And it was like, woo, yeah, I was good this week. Uh, so it was my my motivation. I was one of those kids that was bribed with, you know, <laughs> uh, treats and stuff to be good and totally worked because I've never had an issue with the law so that what? <laughs> that's totally relevant but for me uh, I started with just stuff that I liked you know as I grew older I didn't really care too much about Betty and Veronica as much as I did monsters so for me it was like you know where do I go for monsters and we didn't have like you know Google and the internet and you know even Encyclopedia Brown didn't give us that information at the time, so I would just go to these local shops uh, that was in my neighborhood and, you know, just look for things that had monsters on them and then just start reading it. And then I would always find out who the artist was or who the writer was, and then, like, I would write it down. I had this little checklist, this little, you know, notepad that I would keep. And from from there, like, I would – every time I went back, I would get more and more stuff of, you know, that, that writer or that artist and stuff. Like, for me, it was Marv Wolfman. I loved anything that he did. Anything with Legion of Monsters, anything uh, that had, you know, Werewolf by Night in it, uh, that was just something I was attracted to. So I just, you know, bought all the things that was uh, Marv Wolfman. And then it just kind of evolved from there. Like, before I even went into superheroes, I was, you know, immersed in monsters and creepy comics and Tales from the Crypts and, you know, that everything from EC uh, that had all these, you know, pulp comics and stuff. And I would just you know, open it up and see who the writer was, write that down. And next time I went someplace, you know, I would look and see, you know, do, do you have this, <laughs> this, this writer or this artist? And I would just kind of start collecting uh, that way. So I think okay. that's, that's really just like, it's a good way to start. Just find something that you like or an artist mm-hmm. or writer you like and just start collecting everything that you can. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I can, I, I'm the same when I was younger. When every time we went to the grocery store, I got my Archie comic. I did too. Yeah, that was that was definitely a childhood staple for me. <laughs> yeah, Archie and Jughead double digest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my that was, was my jam. It was those and the bubble gums, those little oh the bazooka bubble gums with the little comics yeah, on them. Yeah. <laughs> those that's my entire experience with comic books, pretty much right there. <laughs> awesome bazooka Joe. <laughs> those are two good resources, though. That's great. <laughs> they are. They're good. Do you have um do you have like a female geek role model that you like that when you were like younger or you know when you first got started in this you're like I want to be her or she's like such a an amazing inspiration for what I do 
Yes, absolutely. Um, and I wouldn't say as far as, you know, more on the on the geek side, but two of the, the women I looked up to and still look up to these days uh, were Rhonda Shearer and, like, Elvira. Like, Cassandra, uh, Cassandra Peterson has been, like, the biggest influence on me as far as having that duality of life, of being just Cassandra Peterson when she's home or when she's doing something else. But then when she's, like, you know, on set or on stage or at a place, you know, she's Elvira. And I really just loved that about her being able to be herself and be funny and be gorgeous, you know, and not care mm-hmm. that, you know, she's got her tits up to her neck. She was just, you know, <laughs> she was the full package and she gave no, gave no, can we, do we cuss? Do we not cuss? No, no, you're good. You're good. You keep going. <laughs> okay. I was like, she gave no fucks. I didn't know if this was a thing, but she didn't care. And then the same with Rhonda Shear. She was like the, the TBS, you know, she played all these like B movies and she was the up all night girl. And uh, she was very, you know, 80s and very just also she spoke and she had all this knowledge of movies, you know, and maybe it was at the time it was written for her. But when she spoke, it's like she knew everything that was you know, about these movies, and she had all these tidbits and history, and so uh, both of those ladies uh, were huge influences and still are in my life. Sadly, uh, in the 80s, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, uh, geek uh, role models for for females, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very hard for me to to relate to a lot of uh, uh, females, so I did, you know, I related to a lot of guys. You know, I I crossed over. I think that's, you know, the the ability some women have. They're able to, you know, cross-reference and have the, you know, same... uh, same sensibilities and same uh, interests in some of these guy role models. So, uh, I mean, there was tons of geek role models and stuff and actors and stuff, but as far as females, it was kind of limited. But those were the two that always uh, I followed and still follow. And Rhonda Shear, like, sells brawls these days. I don't think she does anything as far as uh, uh, hosting movies, and I don't think she's done a, a panel or a convention in a long time, but she sells brawls on the Home Shopping Network. So, you know, it, it, to me, it's like your career, your career can go, like, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of true. Like you can end up anywhere doing anything. <laughs> Keep well, going, Tiff. You got this. Let, let's see. Yeah, I'm reading. Sorry, <laughs> I'm like I don't have my glasses on, so I'm like. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I guess just speaking of you know being female, being geeks, there's a lot of. I mean, I know you see it, and everybody does so much negativity, unfortunately. And I was just wondering, like, if you ever encounter you know, just based on who you are, the fact that you're a girl, the things you do. And if you do, like, how do you deal with that? I know a lot of people just do the kind of, like, delete, ban, move on kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, interesting enough, like, I I didn't really experience a lot of it whenever I first started getting into it because it wasn't a big thing, you know? It wasn't a lot of people who were doing it, so there wasn't a lot of... uh, uh, pushback on it you know all my friends have been really supported I've, I've always been you know I've always been kind of one of the guys so a lot of my guy friends were like pushing me and welcoming me and trying to get me involved but uh, as my name you know did get out there or the the hobby and the whole you know geek girl movement did get out there I mean I would get some you know uh, some kind of rude messages like I would post a photo and I would get something like oh you like to tease us so well and I'm like what you know, what does that mean? What do you mean tease? You don't even know me. How dare you say that? And of course me like refuting that or, you know, being offended by that would offend that person because they couldn't believe, you know, that I was offended by what he had said. And it would, you mm-hmm. know, take on this role of back and forth bickering. And for the longest time I didn't let it bother me, uh, you know, and it still doesn't bother me, but I would just leave the comments there or better yet. I would do the thing where I just like 
black, I would copy and paste or the screenshot and just blast them and be like, hey, look at this asshole. Stay away from him. Uh, it it kind of got to that point. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many people out there who don't realize that just because you're hi- behind a computer and you're typing doesn't mean, you know, there's not someone else. It's a person with blood that's feeling this stuff, too, because as much as we want to say, oh, that doesn't bother me, you know, there's a little part that's like, ow, what a dick. <laughs> you don't even yeah, know me yeah. and you're judging me. So, uh, but for the most part, I, I, I do just ignore it. And I find that if I, even if I just acknowledge it, that, that feeds them. You know what I mean? Like, even if I'm like, I can't believe you said that, you know, that, that it feeds them. They like that. They like that bickering. Now I just don't even, you know, I don't delete it and I don't ignore it. I mean, I just ignore it because then they just look like an ass and there's nothing else. You know, left. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, like deleting it, then they just come back. They're like, "Oh, you deleted my comment." Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah, and th- and that feeds them too. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. giving him any sort of acknowledge feeds them. So just I just leave it there, and I don't ever address it, and I'll just move on and start the conversation. Excuse me, conversations with other people, but I just try really hard not not to feed it, and uh, uh, that's 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 you that usually works i always feel like that almost angers them more when they're not even like a little bit acknowledged by the person they're coming at i hope it does you didn't ban me you didn't un you know you didn't remove me from things you didn't delete my comment whatever (laughs) like like they're not getting the attention that they're craving and i feel like that just irritates them more (laughs) that's usually my goal i like to stick it to them just a little and be like you're not (laughs) worth my time you know you know it you're not a person that exists to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Important, just, I don't have time for you. Saw through that comment you made. I just saw through your hate, sir. <laughs> I guess playing off that too, like if if you were to give advice to any women, and not necessarily women, but just anyone out there that is wanting to break into these things but is <clears> unsure, <throat> like what would be your one piece of advice for them? Yeah, yeah, please. I'm taking advice. notes like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, it's it's pretty much just not caring about what anyone thinks and, like, just get used to not reading the comments because for every, you know, mean thing, there's always a good thing. So I guess don't not read the comments, but just, you know, don't take any of it uh, to heart because a lot of these people don't know you and a lot of it just comes from their own insecurities and maybe them, you know, wanting to do what you do and they can't. And so the only way they can express that disdain is just by being an ass. But for, for most parts, like, I don't care. I've had people who come in and out of my life, and uh, I'm thankful for the, the good moments. And then, you know, the bad moments, I'm like, well, I don't have to deal with that anymore. So, I you know, just don't let any yeah. of it get to you too hard. And it's tough. It's tough to not let it get to you. But uh, once you get to that point, you really can. I mean, there's all these girls who uh, have been, you know, escalated into the spotlight. And I can only imagine that's what they do is just not to – it's not to care what anyone else thinks because then you're going to be worried about what everyone's thinking and you're never going to just let loose and mm-hmm. have fun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so what cosplays are you wearing to Denver Comic Con? <clears throat> you know, I don't even know if I'm doing the cosplays. That's how funny <gasps> that is. What? <gasps> I know. <laughs> well, because, you know, uh, for me, like, uh, everyone wants me to wear the weird science costume during the, the weird science panel I'm moderating. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I just can't. <laughs> I just I can't wear that costume while Kelly LeBrock is actually on the damn stage. To me, it's just a, it's an insult because growing up I wanted to be Kelly LeBrock. You know, again as an actress, I was just like, oh my god, she's in Gene Wilder, she's in Weird Science, she's got all these great things. Uh, but I just, for me personally, I just don't have the confidence at, at all to to sit on that stage next to the the uh, 
the Queen Frankenstein monster herself and, and, and wear that costume. But I, I'm, I'm going to bring that out there in hopes of actually getting that photo with uh, Mike Hall and uh, uh, Ian Mitchell Smith. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm bringing that, but I don't know how long I'll keep it on. Uh, and then uh, I have Squirrel Girl and uh, Captain Cold that may make the journey out there. But this is like the first convention I'll, I'll be at uh, at a while to where I don't have a, a table and I don't have to be sitting. Oh. Uh, so I kind of just want to be able to just kind of like walk around and explore uh, without being, you know, uh, stopped and asked for a photo. And not just because it's me, but, you know, because there are people that like to get photos of everyone. So mm-hmm. I think that, uh, that on that Saturday, I'm just going to, you know, want to be the girl who's just comfortable and walking around and everything. Nice. So I, I don't. I don't know about the about the cosplays. I uh, Miss uh, Universe has got some adorable dresses that I'm looking to bring out there, and, <laughs> and that may be something that happens. But uh, I, I don't know about the cosplay. I'm bringing it, but it also depends on uh, how I feel that morning. You know, I may do Lobo. Lobo is actually really comfortable, so that may be one that I actually do because it's literally just jeans and a vest. That'll be cool. <laughs> yeah. Poor girl is like the unitard and the boots that are furry and the fur cuffs and you know the and now there's the unbeatable uh squirrel girl which is adorable and I have like the old you know retro one and so it's like well if I am going to do that I might as well go back and just you know do, do the new squirrel girl that's that's out so I'm thinking about revamping that so I don't know definitely for the panel I won't be in in, in cosplay right so we might as well mention that right now Taffeta Darling is going to be moderating the weird science panel at Denver comic-con um, which which day is that that one going to be on? Uh, that's Saturday. Saturday evening. Okay, Saturday night, and that was somewhere around like seven o'clock. I think so. Time. I think it's, uh, it's either seven or seven thirty. So it'll be like an hour or a, uh, I, th- I think it's an hour. So that's incredibly nerve wracking. I'm so excited for you. That's so cool. I know I am. Too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Like whenever I, I got the email that all contracts are in, blah blah blah. Like I was just about to go. It's been something that you know the eight bit uh, gaming lounge has been you know trying to get going for a while, and something we've been talking about for a while. But for actually see it, you know, come to fruition, and it's like, <laughs> here it is, and it's like really. I mean, I'm gonna talk to some of these people. I can't say all the ones because they haven't released the names yet. But just the list on there, I'm like, God dang it. I really hope I don't just start crying. Well, on the bright side, me and you have a similar, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up feeling. So <laughs> this will be the first panel I've ever moderated. Oh, wow. So, uh, and I generally get super nervous being up in front of people. Like, I can sit and talk to a room. but I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But the, the, the on the stage thing is what freaks me out more. If I'm, like, in the crowd chatting with people, fine. I could do that all day. Like, then I feel, like, on that level, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm not the center of attention, even though I yeah. generally am because I have a loud mouth. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah. up on stage, whole different deal. Like, oh, my God. It is. It's something about being elevated above everybody else. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be above everyone else. I just want to hang in. I just want to hang on eye level and, you know, be at everyone's level. But yep. there's something about getting on that stage and – being like on stage with you know five or six legendary iconic 80s actors it's just like oh my god they have no <laughs> choice but to look up here <laughs> there's nothing that's going to take their attention away so I'm super nervous and I'm hoping that I get a chance to talk to a few of them before the panel so I can just get the the, the tongue tie out of the way <laughs> nice nice yep yep that helps it definitely helps I think I, I did that with uh 
uh, with Miss Siggins. I did that, and I was I just sat there for a little while, and I'm like, I'm gonna be like straight up with you. I am terrified right now, and I have never done this, and I have a phone, and we're in the middle of a convention hall that's noisy, and this is going to suck, so I apologize, but you're awesome, so yay. <laughs> and she still went with it. She oh, she laughed. Normal. She's like, like oh yeah. my god, whatever. She's like, you're fine, you're doing great. Like, she was so down to earth, it was ridiculous. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely there at the same part of it being intimidating. <laughs> it's very intimidating, because usually I just have like I said I'm on the level at a table so mm-hmm. and this will actually be my first uh, I guess movie uh, moderation uh, that I've done because I've done you know uh, cosplay panels and I've actually just been a, a a part of these panels but as far as moderating I've never moderated like anything this big in my life or really a, a panel I'm usually a part of the panel so I'm kind it's of really sad nice. that I have to go first because I'd like to go watch you <laughs> And get pointers, <laughs> but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I'm going to go back and watch a lot of these other panels with these same actors uh, that have maybe been at other stuff. I don't think they've all been together like this before, especially for a 30th anniversary, but I'm going to go back and try to watch some of the, uh, the panels that I've seen on YouTube and stuff just to kind of get a feel of what's been asked, what's always asked, so I can try to avoid those. That's my main thing is to not ask the same yeah. old stuff. Like, what was it like being in the shower with Kelly LeBrock? You know, I'm sure <laughs> those guys get that all the time, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, yeah. I, I really hope to get a lot out of them about John Hughes, who's one of my favorite directors, if not my favorite. Between him and Mel Brooks, it's tied. But So that's why, for me, it's like, you guys all touched John Hughes and have, and have been in many John Hughes movies. I'm going to, by osmosis, I'm, I'm John Hughesing it right now. So. Osmosing John Hughes, I like it. So, I'm, so I'm super, super excited, and I'm, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Texas girl coming out to Colorado to do this, and I couldn't be more excited and nervous at the same time. <laughs> uh, Denver Comic Con is pretty, it's a pretty good convention. I hear nothing but good things about it. The last time I, I was mean, in Denver was it's, in... It's crazy big. So. That's what I hear, too, you know, for for, uh, for it being kind of a small smaller convention, and it's fourth, fifth year, it, it draws out about 80,000, mm-hmm. and, you know, Dallas Comic Con, we may get about 25 to 30. Oh. <laughs> And I think it's steadily increasing as well now that it's been bought out by Fan Expo. But, uh, I mean, like, I've never been to anything this size before. And I'm from Texas where everything is bigger. But interesting <laughs> enough, we're, we're behind on the on the giant comic, uh, Comic-Con scale. So yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. listen, I'm Tessa, get on our level. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. You guys welcome me. You guys are bringing me on your level. I'm excited. I can't yeah, she's she's never coming level. back to our podcast ever again. Okay. She's like, I'm done with you. You people are. Weird. I'll be knocking on your door tomorrow. <laughs> you see us at the con, be like, ooh, I don't know them. I don't know. Oh, I remember that podcast. That was the one that was so early. Oh, those ones. <laughs> those ones. It should be, yeah, it's, it's a little over. I will say Denver Comic Con's a little overwhelmed. I I don't know why it is. If it's just Colorado has always had a lot of little conventions, and then we got like one big one, and it's like everybody just converges on it. It's like all the anime people and comic people and cosplayers. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a yeah. little insane. Because I've heard really good things about it, and it also seems like a, a it's 
not state funded, but it almost kind of is state ran in a way. Is that, do you guys know anything about that? Like it's, it's in part of a, it's a charitable thing as well. So yeah, it's all a charity thing and it's all like volunteer run. It's, it's crazy. It's kind of this like weird conglomerate of volunteers that just kind of put it on every year. And so as far as I know, like the state doesn't do much with it. There's a lot of like sponsors, right? Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I think there might be some, um, I don't know if, if local government is a sponsor at all, but I know a lot of the, the local, um, like there's a brewery that sponsors them and a whole bunch of other like local stores and shops and stuff like that that do. So that's where they, they get a ton of their money from. But yeah, for being like this like grassroots kind of a convention, it's huge and it's crazy. So it's yeah, good. that's what I'm excited about because, you know, I like that it is all, you know, community. I guess that's not, I guess that's what I meant, rather than state funding, I guess mm, it's yep. all it's all community. It's a big community that yep. takes part because here we've only got, you know, three conventions in Dallas that are big and it's all the same company and it's Fan Expo, you know, Canada that now bought Dallas and it's ran by a bunch of uh, people they brought in and their home base is like in Sweden or Switzerland, one of those uh neutral countries over there mm-hmm. that they're, but they're not here, you know? And for me, it's mm-hmm. so weird to have an out of country, uh, uh, business that puts on our local convention. And I think that it also speaks highly because our, our local representation is, is, you know, shitty. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very, it's limited than what it used to be and, and it's treated differently. So I'm super excited to see how a huge, gigantic, you know, community convention is put on that's my my big uh excitement about denver is that i can't yeah. believe something this big is put on by the community rather than by like you know the walmart of convention producers yeah so. i was yeah i was floored yeah. about that too i've heard that um that what is it the wizarding world that does a lot of the other ones throughout the country mm-hmm. i've heard that they are are thinking about moving into denver and I've heard that when they do those kinds of things, they generally tend to do it a couple weeks prior to the local conventions to kind of like mm-hmm. force them out and, and start you know, yeah. getting all their stuff. Cause it's really hard, right? People, people buy one ticket um, to, to a convention, maybe, you know, in a certain city a year, if that, mm-hmm. or maybe every couple of years. And so they, they move into these cities and they'll, they'll plop down a couple of weeks before them and, and get all of the people to soak up their money in them. And then, it makes it really difficult for local conventions to, to, you know, compete. So I don't know. Yeah. I hope they don't. I really hope they don't. Um, just cause I really love the way Denver comic cons put on. It's so like, there's so many people, but there's so much space in that convention center and you don't feel crowded yeah. and, uh, everybody's really respectful and, um, they're 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 much like you, Taffeta. They do all of the things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have podcasters and they have like comic books and they have, you know, the toys that are sold there and then they do some video games and a little I mean, it's like a little bit of everything. Cosplay and yeah. so No, the the lineup and the guest lineup and the the events and panels are incredible. Like I'm excited for the Animaniacs reunion panel. I mean yeah, I, I, I mean like I would never even think that. You, you know, that I would see that anywhere and so I'm like, Are you kidding me? I really, really hope that that's on the Saturday in between, you know, uh, our panel and then the Weird Science one, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I really want to catch that one more than anything. I'm I'm super excited to, uh, to to see that. There's a lot of people I want to meet. Carrie Ells is out there, and, like, one thing I'll say is that that's, like, my most, you know, holiest of holies when it comes to the top of my list of, you know, would you ever, if given the chance, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, that's 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 there. I only have one person on my list, and you know, I'm sorry if this sounds creepy to you, Carrie Ells, but I mean, you're adorable, and so 
Uh, I've met him twice, and I'm obsessed with The Princess Bride, and I've got his book, and I've seen him when he came through, and he did a Q&A and did the movie, and then Mandy Patakin came through and did a Q&A and talked about the movie, and so uh, the fact that he's going to be out there again, I'm going to try my hardest to, you know, get some get some more stuff signed, because I've already got a lot of stuff, and I've got these, you know, things and these uh, obsessions. I'm like, I'm going to get this signed. <laughs> I'm going to get this signed, so... Uh, and he's actually coming to Dallas, but he's going to be here, like, you know, Dallas Comic Con is a week after Denver, so I'm probably not going to go just because it's going to be a lot for me. Uh, so I'm like, well, you know, I was kind of sad. I was like, oh, he'll be in Denver. So <laughs> not sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wait, so will you? It's like it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I'll probably just get in that line and just keep going around in circles. You know, <laughs> go to the end of the line and maybe like put on like a different, you know, hat or wig and take another photo, you know, and then go to the end of the line and come back, you know, with somebody else and be like, oh, no, this is my brother. Let's get a photo just to just to be creepy. That's sad. I, you know, last year I, I saw LeVar Burton. Yes. I love LeVar Burton. I love that man. He's, he was my childhood. Like, I watched him on Sesame Street. I watched him on Reading Rainbow. And then I watched him on Star Trek. That was my childhood right there. And so when he came out, I, I got into the line. I get up to him. And it has to be the first time I have ever, like, seriously fangirled over somebody. And I go to, like, reach out my hand to shake his hand. And none of them were shaking hands. He's like, no, no, I, I don't do that. And so, like, uh-huh. I was like... Oh God! And then after that, it was just frozen. And I was like, "You're, you're so awesome. I love your stuff. I've watched you forever." And then that was it. And I've like that. I've never fangirled so hard in my life. And it was awful. It was so. And then like it was over. And then I walked out of line. And I was like, "What did I do?" <laughs> what did I do? Yep. That's that's pretty much how how I've I've done it before. Carrie Ells was the only person I ever waited in line. Uh, you know, more than two hours to meet. And I usually don't do the, the fangirling over, like, actors. Most of it I, I wait in line to meet, you know, writers and artists. And mm-hmm. I, I think with the actors I've seen, just it's just like a cattle call. I don't – I feel like I'm not able to get exactly what I want out of that, you know, conversation, so I don't put myself through a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did. I waited for him. And then, like I said, I, I went back the next day. I was like, okay, now I have all this, you know, Robin Hood Men and Tight stuff to sign. So, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Princess Bride was yesterday, today it's this, but it was such a long line, and the whole time I was just so like, oh my god, I'm so miserable, and like, it's such a stuffy small hallway, and it just stank really bad, and everybody was sweating, and I was like, man, by the time I get my photo, I'm gonna look like I'm just like, you know, this girl in heat that's just super excited to see it, but <laughs> I've been sweating in this tiny hallway for two hours, you know, and uh, that's it awesome. was worth it, that is, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> is there a, I, I, oh, no, you go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I did the same thing when I worked at Starfest last year with Michelle Nichols. Like I was oh, on staff, yeah. so she she called me over to her table and asked if she could have water, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> like, hi, I like you." <laughs> I just disappear. I did Starfest in 2011. Yeah, uh, I, I was saw that. Part of, I was part of the horror fest over there, and I keep wanting to nice. go back and do that, but I'm not really sure what what happened with the. Uh, uh, the lady that was running it over there, but I had such a good time out there. That was such a neat little convention too. Yeah, Starfest has grown definitely in the past few years. So it's, it's a little crazy now, but it's still it's still one of the best, I think. Yeah, there's so much Here. to it. Yeah, this, this that they have all the little like horror fest and comic fest all like within it. It's, mm-hmm. It's definitely one that people should go to if they have a chance. 
So before we, we keep you any longer, because we just really enjoy talking to you. and <laughs> Sure, no problem. This is, <laughs> this is what we do. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about you or what you do or literally all of the things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, uh, you guys can uh, follow my Instagram uh, at the Taffeta Darling. I, that's that's become my main source of social media interaction because really it's just a big picture book, and I like mm. looking at pictures more than I do like debates and honorary people and stuff that's upsetting. So yeah, <laughs> I I mean I I've, I've turned to Instagram a lot. I have a Facebook page uh, which is Taffeta Darling, and then our uh, fangirls uh, web show has a fan page too, but. Uh, me personally, if you guys want to reach out and chat with me on social media, Instagram is really the best way to do it. I've been addicted to this Dub Smash app, and so right now that's pretty much what my feed is full of, is me watching other people uh, act out roles, and I'm doing some myself, but definitely... Uh, yes. Which are me, by the way. <laughs> let's be internet BFFs via Instagram. So, Yes, all of the BFFing. <laughs> With all of the things. <laughs> That's exactly. what I'm going with. <laughs> all of the things on all of the Instagram BFFing. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, all yeah. right. Well, thanks so much, uh, Taffeta Darling. Really appreciate you coming out and chit-chatting with us. And can't no, wait to see you and moderate yep. your face at Denver Comic Con. <laughs> moderate <laughs> <laughs> So I'm Kiri. And I'm Eva McMaru. And thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye, I think a lot. Bye.